Welcome to the Pure and Simple Podcast, where the real truth is made clear. Here are your hosts, Jacob Bain and Mark Hicks. All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pure and Simple, and I'm here with Mark Hicks. What's up? We're going to talk about some good news today, and uh, we're glad that you're joining us. And uh, before we get started, I want to share about how you can find our podcast. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. You just search for Nations Arise Ministries. Uh, be sure to click subscribe, please. We need that. Uh, also, uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, or on our Facebook page, and just search for the Pure and Simple Podcast. That's the best way to find us. Um, but all right, uh, what are we going to be talking about today, Mark? Let's talk about repentance. Hey, let's do it, man. Uh, what are your thoughts on repentance? Well, you know, I go to a lot of places and they stress it a lot, so I think it's a good thing to talk about. What do you think? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so um, my idea of what repentance really is, uh, um, or let's back up, uh, the church has abused the word repentance. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it's been turned into something that, that it's really not. Uh, we, um, in the church, sometimes what it seems like is um, it, uh, repentance has been turned into, hey, you need to uh, stop living in your evil ways. You need to come before God and, and beg for forgiveness and all of this. And, and that's not real, what repentance really is. No, no. I've even seen people say it's like a military about face. <laughs> stop and then turn around and go the other way. That's right. <laughs> but that's, that's not really what it is. Um, so I think the best way to do this is just start off reading some scripture and then we'll discuss uh, more in depth about uh, the word repentance. Yeah. Let's take a look at Mark chapter 1, and we're going to read from verse 15. And let's start, let's back up verse 14. It says, after John was arrested, Jesus went to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. So when I think about that, um, the word repent there in context of what Jesus is saying is repent to change your mind mm-hmm. and believe the good news. Yeah. The gospel basically. Yeah. Because the gospel is good news. Mm-hmm. And so when you look up that word repent, the word repent there is the, it comes from the Greek word, uh, metanoel. I think that's how you say it. Metanoia or something like that. Yeah. And it literally means to change one's mind, to repent. And um, it's I'll not. Just go, I'll just go ahead and read it real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Right here in the Greek, it says to think differently or afterwards. That is reconsider. That's true. And so when you when you think about repent, you should know that. You should know that it, it's the most important part about that word is that you need to change your mind. Mm-hmm. Believe what God has said concerning you concerning the gospel, mm-hmm. concerning anything, stop believing or trying to do it your way and agree with what God has said. Yes. And uh, you have any other scriptures to share there? Well, I, I've got another um, definition right here. The Greek word metanoia actually has two parts. Meta, meaning hereafter, manoia means exercise the mind. So when you put them together, it means to think differently afterwards. So it's right. kind of cool, you know, when you think about it like that. And I gathered that information from a strong in Greek Hebrew. If anybody wants to study that, that's good, Mark. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, if you if you're reading the Old Covenant, it um, you know the Old Covenant is written in Hebrew, mm-hmm. and uh, it it's um, it's got several meanings for that word repent, um, and it comes from the word 
Naham, and uh, it can be it can mean to be sorry, to console oneself, to repent, regret, comfort, be comforted. I was um, uh, reading some scriptures that talked about how um, that word actually can mean comfort, mm-hmm. and it depends on the context of how you're using the word right. that can change the meaning. Uh, Hebrew has many uh, different ways of, of using words. It can You can take one word and use it a thousand different ways, so right. you have to put it in context. Uh, but I'd like to read a, a passage of Scripture where um, the Lord actually repented. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, I learned this uh, a few years ago, um, but it did shock me when I learned that God actually repented right. because I had a understanding or a wrong understanding of what repent really means. Mm-hmm. And so um, so it shocked me, uh, but I had to study into that. And so let's take a look at Exodus chapter 32. And the Lord repented of the evil which he, ha- he thought to do unto his people. So verse 14 clearly says that God repented of the evil. And here was Moses explaining to God and, and seeking God's, uh, he was compelling God to change his mind. That's right. And it's a clear example uh, that if you read that any other way, it doesn't make any sense. But the Lord changed his mind of the evil or the harm that he was going to do to his people. And if you really just take a look at this verse and dissect it, if we compare it to what, religion proclaims that the word repent means today, then God is unjust and God is not fair and God is not love. That's right. Because today they use the word repent as to turn or burn or stop sinning, or you're going to go to hell if you don't stop sinning. You know, just all these things of repent, but but God was never sinning anyways. So how can God repent if we're using that, you know, that, that definition that religion uses today? Exactly. He wasn't. So that, like you just said, God just simply changed his mind. That's right. He he stopped thinking about what he was wanting to do, and was reminded, "Hey, I did have a you know I did have a covenant. I did have a promise on it. I need to you know start thinking about this differently. You know, and that's exactly what he did. That's true. And and if you try to look at it like you said, Mark, in any other way, um, you know, if 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 God did something wrong, and God doesn't do anything no, wrong, no, no. If you if you look at repent as okay, you're repenting of something you do wrong then that just doesn't make sense. Right. God simply just changed his mind. That's because right. Because he was saying, well, I'm going to wipe these evil people off the earth. That's right. And I'm going to build my covenant with you, Moses, and his seed. Mm-hmm. And But God, you know, he changed his mind because he had a relationship with Moses. And that's what's really important here is God wants a relationship with us. And, right. And he, he feels things that we feel. He has, you know, he, he, he can, you know, um, be upset. That's right. And he can be happy. Mm-hmm. He has emotions too, and mm-hmm. so um, creating his image. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You know, and it's amazing because it really destroys some of the sovereignty teachings. That's true. God has a changed mind too. You know, sometimes exactly. And, you know, and, and you know, people think that that God's got got it set a certain way until the end, but God can change His mind. He did right there. That's true. You know, and I mean, don't get me wrong. We when He's when there's prophecies in the Bible and the things that Jesus said, those things are true, and they're going to hold. Because his word is true. But, you know, it's just amazing to know that God actually changes his mind. That destroys a lot of doctrines. Mm, that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and while you're thinking there, I'd like to go back to that verse you read first. It said, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. I like that verse because 
in other words, he's saying, hey, stop thinking about the old way of doing things and believe the new way of doing things. That's true. That's what he's saying right there. That's true. <laughs> well, I like to think about this, too, is, is um, does God really want me to come before him and begging him all the time? No, no. And crying and wailing and Mm-mm. travailing in front of him? That just, if I if that's who I am, then I'm just reminding myself that I'm a sinner. Every time I come before him, begging God for forgiveness, every time I sin and make mm-hmm. a mistake, then, then I'm just being reminded of my status as a sinner. Right. But in the new covenant, when you just change your mind and believe what God has said, that I'm righteous, I'm holy, and, and because of Jesus, I'm just like him— I mean, you're starting to agree with God. That's right. And and when you come before God, it's 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 going to be a, a change there in how you speak with Him. You're mm-hmm. going to start saying, "God, thank you for what you do for me, and thank you, God, that I am righteous, that you've saved me, right. that I'm no longer a sinner." Right. You know that blesses God more than us coming to Him and begging God for forgiveness. And you know, you said agree with God. Mm-hmm. You know, this is going to be another teaching, probably, but mm-hmm. that's that's confession. I'm agreeing with what God says about me. That's so right. Anyway, that, that'll be another teaching, but that was good because yeah. that's that's what confessing is. I'm confessing that I am who God says I am. That's right. And then, like you just said, I've changed my mind to believe mm-hmm. what God says about me versus what religion or you know anybody else says. That's true. And so, if if like for instance, like if if I make a mistake, um, and we all make mistakes, so there's no condemnation, there's no judgment. You know, the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. That's right. But we will make mistakes. And so, uh, if I do something stupid or mm-hmm. if I, uh, offend someone, or if I'm, if I do something that, uh, I knew wasn't right, uh, what do I do to, to, to pick myself back up? Right. Well, I got to confess my righteousness before God. I say, mm-hmm. God, you know, I, you know, I can come before God and say, you know what, I, what I did was wrong, but you know what? God's not even remembering that mm-hmm. because the Bible says, um, as far as the East is from the West is how far he has removed our transgressions from us. And so why am I trying to remind God of something that he's forgotten? Right. But for me as a believer, the way that I pick myself back up, the way that I boost myself and get out of that pit or that, um, that hole that I'm in right. is to encourage myself in the Lord pick myself back up and say, God, that is not who I am. That, that thing that I did is not who I am. Who I am is, is who you've created me to be. Right. And I'm a new creation in Christ. That's good. And I'm, I'm righteous. I'm holy. I'm spotless, not because of what I do, but because of what Jesus did. And what that can do is as you start speaking to yourself that way, it, the, the joy of the Lord just starts healing your heart yes. and your mind. And you start to come out of that thinking and you start living right mm-hmm. because you have Good thinking. <laughs> yes. You got to get rid of that stinking thinking, right? That's right. You know, and one thing good about Scripture mm-hmm. is in context and and when it's read in the New Covenant mindset, right? you can actually understand that the Bible will actually interpret itself. Yep. So the Bible actually gives you a definition of what the word repent means. You just got to see it. That's right. Well, let's look at Romans 12, verse 2. Let me get there with you. Let's go ahead and turn to Romans 12, verse 2. In fact, I'm going to read verse 1 and verse 2. It says, I be, beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is uh, that good and perfect, acceptable and perfect will of God. 
Well, I just butchered that a little bit, but you got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was bad. I was reading the King James a minute ago. Yeah. It, it got me. But you know, good. wow. This this is actually the word. This is what repent means. Mm-hmm. It says be transformed by renewing your mind. And I, and people say all the time, well, how do I, how do, how do I transformed? You were transformed by repenting. Well, wait a minute. What does repentance mean? To renew your mind. So that's a definition right there. Paul tells you what it means to uh, repent. It's to renew your mind. And when you renew your mind, there comes transformation. That's good. That's powerful. That's good. You're transformed when you renew your mind. And you know, and, and and a lot of people say, well, oh, to be a Christian, to be Living for God, you got to turn and you got to do all these other things. You got to meet the requirements. You got to stop sinning. You got to keep the law. And, you know, that's not what he says right here. He says, renew your mind. What do you renew your mind to? Well, what Jesus said, believe the gospel. That's true. Believe the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is here and it's now. Believe what Jesus says. The gospel, you know, the gospel of grace. Mm-hmm. Renew your mind to that and then you'll see change. You'll see transformation. You know, that's so true. Um, you know, um, sometimes the people that say those things, Mark, were, were, are people that have a misunderstanding of, of repentance. And they, they think it's like, you know, asking for forgiveness from your sin every right. single day. Right. Those people really don't have a very good life that I've noticed mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're believing wrongly. Right. They're actually living on the law a little bit yes. um, because they're having to confess their sin like, like they did in the old covenant. Right. Right. The problem is if you decide to keep the law, you got to keep the whole law. So mm-hmm. you better be bringing you a lamb and a goat with you, you or something. To. You got yeah. to. Yeah. And it better be perfect. That's right. And you got to sacrifice that and cover your sin. But in, in Christ, we're, we're not under that old covenant. We mm-hmm. are under a new covenant. And so we should have a pure conscience before God. We shouldn't have a conscience of sin. Yes. And, uh, and that's in Hebrews actually. Yes. Uh, we should not have a consciousness of sin. We should, we should be righteous conscious that in my spirit, I'm just like Jesus. And when he looks at me, that's what he sees. Mm-hmm. And he's satisfied. He's not upset with me. Mm-hmm. And every time I come before him, I should know that. Yes. He's my father and he loves me and I shouldn't be afraid of him. But if I have that wrong under, misunderstanding of who God is and, and how he relates to me, then I'm always going to be uh, self-conscious right. of my sin. Yes. And the Bible teaches against that. Let me read that verse you was just talking about with the conscience so we can clear clear that one up there. It says in Hebrews 9, 14, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve a living God. That's good. So, um, yeah, we're talking about clearing the conscience of dead works. Purge was the purge. word. There you go, purge. Yeah. Uh-huh. To purge your conscience. So you should remove that. Stinking thinking. That's right. <laughs> that uh, that you're a failure, that you're a sinner. Get rid of that. Right. I mean, if you're in Christ, you should not even be thinking that way. You should be getting rid of that stinking thinking. Mm-hmm. Let it go and start confessing who you are because that's what gives glory to God. It doesn't give glory to God to sit there after receiving Christ right. that paid for your sin to keep reminding him of your sin. Right. No. Thank you, God, that you removed my sin. That's right. And don't you think that blesses him? That's right. <laughs> and that sounds like blasphemy to some people. Yeah. Because even Paul struggled with that right there. In fact, or he didn't struggle with it, but he yeah. you know, he got in trouble for saying something like it. Looks like in Acts twenty three one it says, Paul looking earnestly at the council said, Men and brethren, I have lived in good conscience before God until this day. And then then the priest Ananias commanded those who stood by him to strike him in the mouth. Oh, wow. <laughs> See, so, you know, that's important right there. Yeah. You know, Paul, did, I did apologize, you know, you know, fix it right there a little bit. But, you know, the truth is, is we have good conscience before God right now because we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you make mistakes. Yeah, you sin, you know. 
I'm just reiterating there, but you know, we have a good conscience. You don't have to enter into his presence, uh, you know, with that religious mindset of repentance, right. you know, uh, begging God to forgive you, um, confess, confessing all your sins, because we know that you're going to forget one. That's right. <laughs> you will, you will. And what kind of life is that? Right. To have to, um, every time you wake up, remember all the mistakes you made so you don't forget one. That's right. And get it back under the blood mm-hmm. and get saved so that if you die without getting it under the blood, you don't go to hell. That's right. That's <laughs> so right. That's kind of the thinking there. And that's wrong. That is so wrong. And yes. a lot of this has um, its foundations in religion. That's right. And I, let me tell you right now, there is freedom in Christ. Yes. There is complete freedom. You know, the Bible says, whom the son sets free, he's free indeed. That's right. And if he sets you free, then you're free. That's right. But if you want to be in bondage, you you keep believing that way. Keep believing mm-hmm. that you have something else to do, a part to play in this, that you need to live holy in order to be right with God. Yeah. Well, you're not free. You're putting yourself in bondage. That's right. And all that thinking is going to do is cause sin to rise up inside of you mm-hmm. and do what it's going to do. That's right. Because you're still trusting in yourself. But if you see yourself the way that God sees you, you you see yourself in the spirit. That's right. Righteous, pure, holy. You'll start living right. That's right. Yeah, and you'll you'll make mistakes. Oh yes. But yes. more more than none, that righteousness will shine. That's right. It it will be uh, more evident mm-hmm. in the mistakes you make. Yeah, and as you can see, guys, understanding this word repentance will set you free, just like what Jacob said. Just what Jacob was saying there. Um, we're trying to teach you guys to understand the true meaning of these words because there's such freedom in Christ and you're free indeed when you understand these things. Look at Hebrews 10, 10. It says, by that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ once and for all. So there's no more begging. There's no more pleading with God because you are sanctified if you're in Christ once and for all. Um, Hebrews chapter 10 right here, guys, kills all these, you know, these man-made doctrines that are floating around today. And by the way, Mark 7, 13 says the traditions of men cause the word of God to be of no effect. That's right. Well, let's look right here. Um, uh, Hebrews 10, 14, it says, by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. How many offerings? One. <laughs> I mean, you know, and just like you were saying a while ago, you'd have to keep bringing a lamb. You know, if you're going to confess and stuff and believe that way, you got to bring a lamb. You got to sacrifice these things. But, you know, Jesus was our lamb. He was our spotless lamb. You know, and in the Old Testament, they didn't look at the people. They looked at the lamb. The lamb was the one who got looked at. That's the one that got examined. And you got to go free. That's now, right. And, and, and God looks at Jesus, and you get to go free because of what Jesus did for you. Let's look right here a little bit more. It says in Hebrews 10, 16, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days. This is after those days, by the way, people. <laughs> says the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. And that's not talking about the Ten Commandments or the Moses and nothing like that. And then verse 17, then he adds, and their sins and lawless deeds I will remember no more. No more. Now, here's the key right here. Here it is. Look at verse 18. Now, where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. Wow. What translation is that? This is the New King James. Wow, that's good. And what's amazing about that verse is no more offering for sin. Well, you know, that can be applied in so many ways because automatically people are going to think, oh, I was talking about, you know, offering lambs and offering sex. No, no. Today, you know, repentance today, the religious word definition of repentance is an offering for sin. Oh, it is. Confession. That's an offering for sin. It is. But this says there is no longer an offering for sin. That's good. There's nothing you can do to get yourself more saved than you already are. 
There's nothing you can do to get yourself more righteous or more holy than you already are. That's powerful. Wow. <laughs> if you see that, I mean, if really, I mean, what we're saying right now, it's, it's the gospel, basically. Mm-hmm. We're just sharing the gospel, even though we're talking about repentance right now. Right. It brings out the truth of the gospel. That's right. It brings out the fact that you're already forgiven. Uh-huh. All, all that needs to be done is to believe on the name of Jesus. Yes. See, Jesus died 2,000 years ago. That's right. He's not dying right now. And every time you make a mistake, he's, he, he's not coming back and dying again and dying again. Yes. He actually paid the price for all sin, for all eternity. That's right. One time and for all. Mm-hmm. And what he did was he paid for your sin, my sin, his sin. That's right. Everyone's sin back then. And so we need to know that, realize right. that it's already done. And all we're doing is mixing our faith and believing, changing our minds, saying, look, I'm not going to trust in my holiness anymore. I'm going to trust in your holiness, Father, and I'm going to believe what Jesus did. And it That's was right. enough to make me holy. That's right. You know, <laughs> Paul called his holiness dung. That's right. You know? In other words, doo-doo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Yep. That's what it was. <laughs> but, it, it, but it was really a curse word in his <laughs> day. Right. Yeah, That's right. The S word, probably. But, you know, uh, and, and of course, it's hard to really sit there and just focus on one word repentance because all yep. of this falls into place. Mm-hmm. You know, we're changing the way we think. So, in other words, I'm, you know, and, and, the, and the goal of this really is to have you repenting as you're listening to us. You may not even realize you're repenting That's because right. you're changing the way you think. Mm-hmm. Well, I used to think that God was mad at me and was holding something against me. But after hearing this, after hearing that there's no more uh, offering for sin, then I'm beginning to think, hey, I'm free. That's and right. That, that's the repentance right there. <laughs> yep. You're changing the way you think. That's true. And you know, and Paul topped it off right here at that next verse. He says, therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter into the holiness by the blood of Jesus. Wow. <laughs> you know, and, and, and wow, that's powerful. You, you have boldness to enter into the presence of God now, which he's inside of you, by the way. That's right. But you know, you don't have to sit down and grovel in the dirt and 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 um, you know, beg and plead with God to change you because you're free. You are free. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm glad we went to that um chapter there, Hebrews, man. It really nails it. And um That's awesome. Yeah, praise the Lord. I love the book of Hebrews. You know, I really believe it was written by Paul. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many arguments and debates out there, but Paul was the one who you know, showed people the gospel and, uh, wow. I mean, he really just nailed it right here in Hebrews chapter 10 verse uh, chapters nine and chapters 10 is probably one of my favorite places of the Bible explaining the gospel and who we are in Christ and how we are free. Wow. It's powerful. And, uh, and Hebrews was written by Paul. Most people agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it is a powerful book. And, uh, I did like that verse 18 there, uh, where you brought out now where there is remission of these there is no longer an offering for sin. That's right. And I think you nailed it right there when you said, you know, um, people are basically using repentance as a, a sin offering. Mm-hmm. And uh, they believe they have a um, a part to play in that. I That's remember right. I remember um, there was a lady that I actually was speaking to. She was Catholic. And, and, and if you're Catholic, you know, we, we, we're all on the same team. We love everybody. And, um, you know, I think the main thing is you believe in Jesus. But just for the sake of the topic, there was this lady that, that I met and, uh, she, she was, uh, a Catholic. And one of the big things Catholics do is they repent probably mm-hmm. every day. It's like their ritual yeah. almost. And they, they, they repent of all their sin. And, and, and I was sharing the same things that you're, that we've been saying with her. Yeah. 
And she said, well, I just feel like I need to uh, because it, I feel better right. afterwards or I feel relieved afterwards. Right. And I heard what she's saying. It, it gave her a sense of comfort that she was doing her part. But it really kind of identified the key issue there. Yeah. She really doesn't believe she's free. That's right. She really doesn't believe that um, God set her free. That's right. And uh, because if you did, you wouldn't feel the need to repent of sin every single time you make a mistake. That's right. Because you would know that you were free and that Jesus already paid for it. Yes. And all you got to do is thank God for it. Yes. Thank God. Because that, that praising him and thanking him would do more than your repentance ever will. That's right. <laughs> it will cause you to rise up. That's right. It'll cause you to 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 move forward in the things of God. That's right. One of the things that repentance can do, it can actually discourage you. That's right. It can actually cause you to to get burned out and stop moving forward in the things of God because you never feel free. You always feel like you're less than and um and and God doesn't want that. That's right. Man, he wants us to experience victory. I mean, real physical victory, but also in our mind. He doesn't want us warring with this thought. Am I saved? Am I not saved? Am I righteous? Am I not righteous? Uh, did I confess my sin? Did I not confess my sin? But he doesn't want that. That's right. That's confusion. Right. And where there's confusion, there's every evil work. That's right. And that's what Satan wants. It's not what God wants. Mm-hmm. And so we need to, you know, get our minds right. That's right. <laughs> agree with God. Repent yeah. of our stinking thinking and agree with him. We need to believe that what Jesus did at the cross was good enough, that I don't have to add anything to that, and I don't. There's nothing I can add to that because we're, we're humans. That's right. What can we add to what Jesus has already done? Nothing. Nothing. We can't. Cause Not his, one thing. This, the Bible says it was a perfect sacrifice, mm-hmm. and it says it was once and for all. Uh, you know, and even, you know, Paul— you know, was talking about how the priests, they minister daily, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices that can never take away sins. But you just can't live how you want, Mark. No. <laughs> so that's my common, that's the common response I get from people. But you can't just live any way you like. Yeah. Well, you're going to live any way you want, whether you, you know, believe it or not, because your flesh is flesh and it's going to, that's right. It's going to take over sometimes. <laughs> but that's the common response I get from people when, when, when I bring this up to them is, well, I don't believe you. You know, people should just be able to live any way they want. Well, this, this what we're saying, is not going to cause that. Like Andrew <laughs> says, you know, you don't need, Andrew Womack, he says, you don't need a license to sin. You've already got a license. That's right. That's so true. That's so true. But what we're saying right now. Or you already sinned without a license. Excuse me. There that's we go. right. There we go. <laughs> what we're saying here is, is, you know what, my act of repentance and my act of, of, of confessing sin over and over and over again doesn't produce the victory. That's right. It doesn't. What produces the victory is when you simply agree with God. That's right. That's that's where it's at. And so my goal, my my goal is the same as your goal. If you're a preacher and you believe differently than us, uh, my goal is to get that person mm-hmm. to walking in true victory. Yes. And I believe that if the person believes right, mm-hmm. they will live right. Oh, yes. But if they believe wrong, they're going to live wrong. And as long as they see themselves as a sinner, until you deal with that, they are always going to live wrong. They're going to keep falling into the same mistakes. That's right. Let me drop one quick revelation here. How you view the Father will reflect and how you treat others. That's true. <laughs> that is so true. Ooh. Yeah. How you view the Father. If you see him as a good God, and you may be good. Yep. <laughs> but if you see him as evil, mean, ready to hurt somebody, you know, that's the way you're going to act towards people. That's so true. So that's good. 
That's awesome, Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you see, yeah, if you see um, God is mean and angry, you're probably going to be mean and angry with That's others. Right. That's how I was. Yeah. I was always ready because, because <laughs> you know, growing up as a child, I wanted to be like my dad, uh-huh. you know, and and that can correlate with our heavenly Father, and That's I want right. to be like him. And so, if I see him as a way, I want to be just like him. That's and, right. And it just happens naturally. You just start being like the person you want to be that's powerful. That's <laughs> yeah powerful. and so that's a good point mark and so mm-hmm. anyways we're at the end of our podcast and uh we want to say thank you for tuning in uh we enjoy talking about repentance and uh and hopefully we cl- we clarified a few things with you and uh, i'm sure we'll talk more on this subject later but um we always like to give people a chance to um receive salvation and if, if you're one of those people and you don't know if you're saved let me tell you right now that Jesus died for your sin. That's right. 2,000 years ago. It's already been done. All you got to do is change your mind. Stop trusting in yourself and start trusting in Jesus. That's right. So say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, come into my life and save me from my sin. Mm -hmm. Give me a new spirit. And I receive that. And I love you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Believe it. Yes. If you said that, you're born again. That's right. And you don't have to keep repenting for your sin over and over again. <laughs> you just agree with God and say, I'm the righteousness of God. You point at yourself in your spirit right here. Yep. You say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. And you don't let anybody talk you out of it. That's right. And for everybody else that's listening, thank you so much. You have a blessed week. And we love you guys. And we'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Pure and Simple Podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. If you'd like to support our show,